Hi all, and welcome back to part two of our casual mini-series. Today we hope to land with a splash. The students of Holy Trinity National School in Feathered, County Tipperary, were keen to get involved in our little project. And the theme that floated around, in and through, connecting Feathered to Cashel and the wider world, was an obvious one. Our water. Okay guys, so we're using this recorder today because we're actually going to be starting a project, a big project, in our classroom. We're specifically going to be thinking about the topic of water. So you might have noticed your mic in this colour this morning was something to do with water. And we said that our art this week might be to do with water. So this class are working on this as well. Good morning, So today we are going to discuss about water in Tipperary and it would be the River Shore and the water around Cashel. So what do we know about Cashel? What is the name of the river then near the Rock of Cashel? What's the name of the river that runs through Feathers? And I wonder then how does that have any relationship with the River Shore? It is. Daniel, how does it link in? So we're here at the river in Feathered and um, let's think about why Feathered was built on a river like this. So does anyone have any idea why Feathered would have been built on a river? What do you think, Ricky? For water so that if anyone was invading then they had to swim across the river we were talking then about cashel and the cashel isn't built on a river so does anyone have any idea why cashel wasn't built on a river even though most towns really would have been built on a river at that time so why was cashel different from my research i learned that cashel was built away from the river as the town people wanted to live near the Rock of Cashel for safety. The Rock of Cashel is an ancient royal site of the Kings of Munster. It was built as a fortress since the 4th or 5th centuries. It has been built on a rock that came from the Devil's Bit, which is where the river shore rises. The Devil's Bit is a mountain in North Tipperary, 1,570 feet above sea level. The Devil's Bit got its name because there is a myth that a devil came along and took a bite and spat it back out. But there is a more realistic explanation. An iceberg like, was going and it took a piece off it that looks like the Devil's Bit but that's why it's called the Devil's Bit and it brought it all the way to Cashel. Back to Cashel and where it's situated. They built it on a hill instead of a river. They can see a lot down the hill. They could see from the rock at Cashel to Temple Moor. So enemies can't attack them. And they would lose a lot of energy climbing up the hill. So maybe they'd have to set a camp or something and then it would have enough time for the other people to um, see that there's enemies so they could get ready to attack. And if you've seen any of the old pictures of the Rock and Cashel, there was a lot of um, small farm holdings and small houses around the base of the rock. Cashel has changed a lot since the original settlement was built around the rock. But those farms remain, and for a very good reason. What do we know about 
Cashel. Is it down low or is it on Highland? Down low. So it's low. And what's another name then for the land near Cashel? Well, yeah, I suppose it would be near a valley. It's the Golden Vale as well, isn't it? And can anyone tell me anything they know about the land or the quality of the land? It's amongst the best land in the world. And that could be because of the water. Yeah, yeah. Because it has so many um, tributaries to it and it all joins up. The Golden Vale covers part of Limerick, Tipperary and Cork and historically it's been rolling pasture land, ideal home for its bustling dairy industry. As we've heard in previous episodes and we'll discuss in the next, farming and nature have had an uneasy relationship over the past century. But Holy Trinity seems to be a school that understands that everything is interrelated, that how we interact with the environment is as important in school as it is outside. Actually, speaking of going outside, wrap up. It's windy. Hi, I'm Erin, and now that break time is over, we're going to go for a quick walk around the forest out in the yard. So, six classes on their way to the forest outside after break time. We've had a great morning brainstorming and mind mapping about water in the Cashel area. We're very lucky in this location that. We have access to so many different facilities of the river. We have a river walk and we also have a forest on the school property. We call it a forest, but it's something that was planted to bring the biodiversity awareness to the school and to the area. Yeah. What kind and of trees do we have here? We've got oak trees, chestnut trees, How do we get water for the forest? Just the rain, really, yeah. naturally. Rain and then, and then sometimes, sometimes our gardener would water, water the flowers and the trees. But it'd be very rarely because he'd probably fill up a big rain and you don't want to use too much water. Okay, guys, let's go over to the garden. Hey, sixth class, we're all going over to the garden. Your first and second class bed. Wow, I don't know what's in it. It has potatoes in it, and then once you walk around, you've three sets of benches in case you want to have like a picnic or something around. And then you walk over and you have your fifth and sixth class beds. Sixth class is looking a little bit like it needs a bit of tea and see at the moment. Yeah, I'd say so. But we will plant something. Some people have planted scallions. We should point some carrots. Yeah. Some nice flowers. Then you have your infant classes and your wildflowers. There's flies. Working to improve the biodiversity on the grounds of your school does improve the chances for bees, ladybirds and other insects. But if you're lucky, you might catch sight of some larger fauna too. Oh, I see it. Oh, my goodness. It's behind the grass down here. Yeah, I see it, yeah. He's coming in. The fox is so cute. She's touching it. He's over there. She's literally like this. That is so cute. Being located on the Golden Vale, having a garden and even a forest on the school grounds is a pretty lucky position to hold. Having nature 
that close by lets students see firsthand the multiple layers at work within any given ecosystem. Which brings us back to the theme of this episode. No ecosystem can survive without one of the most basic building blocks, water. Who has a poem ready? Here are the acrostic poems made by second class. We need water to survive, and water is super important to wildlife. Tap water is better for you. Elephants need water to survive. Remember, water is good for you. Water is important, as you can see. The sea helps us to survive. Eat healthy food and don't throw rubbish. Water is important and we need to keep it healthy. The people need water. Earth needs water. Running water is good. So, how do we use water in Cashel and in the rest of our towns? Water to drink. Water for businesses. Cooking. And cleaning streets. Having a bath. Washing their hands and those kind of things. In Ireland, most of us are lucky enough to be able to turn on the taps and get safe, clean drinking water. There have been exceptions in recent years, but in the main, it's a given. As a student explained earlier, unlike most towns, Cashel is not built on a river, which, in the past, offered some challenges. They had to go down the hill and go to another river to get some water for their animals and for plants and like for chickens and pigs and cows and all that and they needed to use buckets to get the water and they had to carry it back nowadays we have irish water who bring water into the town via pipes and the water is filtered and safe to drink in the past they would have dug canals and tunnels to carry water to the town there's an example of this on main street near the dublin bus stop of a small fountain built to provide water for horses and ponies because people travel by cart before bikes and cars in some places water is pumped out of rivers or lakes and piped to homes Elsewhere, the water we use can come from underground springs or boreholes. It is pumped from permeable rocks such as chalk. But in most large cities, there is not enough surface water or underground water for everyone, and water may be stored nearby in huge reservoirs. For all that water is easy for us to access these days, this is not necessarily going to be the case forever. Did you know that there is a finite amount of water, and yet that amount is constant. It changes its form from our tap water into wastewater once you pull the plug, and then it finds its way out to sea. The earth is a pretty wet place, but actually only a tiny amount of the water we can drink. Almost 97% of all water is contained in our seas and oceans. Under 1% of the water on earth is considered fresh and drinkable. Under 1%. In the coming decades, water is likely to become an ever more precious resource. So water conservation is one of the most important things to consider. All those places you can save or reuse water is a step in the right direction and one that Holy Trinity has already taken. So we see a very important example over here of water conservation. What is this? with water in it just kind of conserving it where do you think they get that water from it just it looks like it's just from rain 
to be fair. It's rainwater. So this barrel is, is it full or is it empty? It's full enough, yeah. So can you imagine that one barrel caught that much rainwater? Yeah. This is an example of something that we could all do to save water in our houses. You can buy yeah. these barrels or you can make them yourselves for some barrels. You can get Out of anything, really. If we can cut a hole in the pipe that comes from the gutter, if we can put a barrel to that, and if we can put that at every corner of the school, we are going to save so much more water. Yeah. And that's water. Where do we use that water, then? We just use it for plants, kind of, just... Flower, a lot healthier and, and we could use it as well for washing the taps yeah. washing the floors. Oh, does a lot of things really my granddad already used that great so you were, when your granddad already used it he has two of them there's a lavender bush there's a lavender bush as well growing here yeah. and lavender as we were saying earlier is great for um, helping save the bees yeah it's one thing to act locally a good thing but we do need to think globally. And one of the things discussed by the six class students was the Paris Climate Agreement. In 2015, I think, there was this like, agreement thing and a load of states and places had to sign it. It has a branch in like every country, kind of. They want to limit global climate change to a 1.5 degrees average warming target. A few of us in our class are activists for it. So do you remember the strike we did there um, two Fridays ago? What was that strike for? Fridays for future. And remember, why were we striking? Was something got to do with education and our futures? No country in education if we don't have a future. Yeah, that was ultimately it. There's no point in education if we've no future. Our aim is to demand that the government takes action on climate change and injustice in Ireland. We want our government to align itself with its commitments to the 2015 Paris Agreement. Like many of you, the students in this school are keen to not only make a change themselves, but they also demand that those in power help remedy the problems at a systematic level. One way would be to improve the state of environmental education in our schools. The Green Schools programme offers amazing tools to students keen to take a more hands-on approach, and I myself am involved in it in my school. Whether that be a river cleanup or a water survey, tackling the problems that lie in and around your school. So, given that we are investigating water in Tipperary, let's ask some hard questions. What state do you think that the water is in now? So the river shore, what kind of state do you think it is? The water is dirty because all the rubbish is going into it. The wind is pushing all the rubbish into the water and the water might be like not able to drink and a bit poisonous. And the water is low because it hasn't been raining much. We can presume a lot, but we learn a lot more if we visit the site ourselves. Back to Feathered. Can you see anything around the river today or how does the river look? The river looks like it's flowing very fast. There isn't that much rubbish and then it's looking kind of clean and all that. So that might be good for all the fish and to swim in it if you wanted. It looks nice to swim in. There's a lot of grass and moss in there. Do you think that's a good or a bad thing? Good. It's good for the fishes. Or they can grow into a big tree and It's good to hear that the river in Feathered looks healthy on the surface. It's one that can change from near flooding to being almost entirely dried up after a hot summer. 
Across Ireland, however, our rivers are in trouble. Back in 2019, an EPA report found that only 20 rivers across the country are graded as pristine. More than 500 of them were graded this pristine condition in the 1980s. This is a huge shift. According to the EPA, the main threat to water quality is high nutrient levels, such as phosphorus and nitrogen, which come from human activities. Fertilizers used in agriculture are one of the main causes. These excess nutrients impact the ability of these waters to sustain healthy ecosystems and cause huge green algal blooms in our estuaries. High nitrogen levels above the drinking water standard can even pose a risk to human health. Water, like anything else, is a pretty divisive issue. There is a very real divide between rich nations and poor. Though most of us in the global north can take our water for granted, millions of people in the global south often have to travel great distances every single day just to ensure they have enough water to drink. And the climate crisis is leading to increased drought, making that struggle even greater. Water means a lot to people. And if the world hadn't any water, poor people would have nothing to drink. Poor farmers would suffer because, like, if they didn't have the water, they wouldn't be able to, like, make the food for us and they wouldn't be able to feed the animals and give them their water. It might not mean that much to rich people because they think it's not like good enough for them and they want to show off all their money. Clean water is a human right for so many reasons. But when quizzed, the students showed us that they know water is something we can't assume will be there for us. I think water should be more appreciated because nobody really appreciates it as much as they used. People are crazy throwing rubbish in the water. I think they should stop throwing stuff in the water because it's affecting land and water. Sea animals can die because people bring picnics to the beach but they leave wrappers there and the wind blows the wrappers into the ocean and turtles and octopus and a lot of other animals can get stuck and they can't breed and they can die. Students are mixed in their feelings in the future because it's something we still have to make for ourselves. The last episode spoke about time capsules, those things from today students felt they'd like to preserve and those things they'd like to see change. And that's a conversation happening in schools across Ireland now the classes have returned and the green schools programmes are starting up again. I think a lot of things are going to change in the future. I think um, it might get worse because they might get more richer in the future and like they might actually get flying cars. So maybe they could actually make um, the pollution more worse. I think the water is going to get dirtier because there'll be new like things made with wrappers and all the wrappers will get run into the water. I think what will happen with cash in the next 20 years is the water will get more cleaner and it'll be more easier to drink. Maybe that's only because the students from classrooms, they got bigger and they learned if we're going to throw rubbish and those things on the environment, it won't be good for oxygen and stuff like that. So they'll help get the water cleaner. 
Huge thanks to the students and teachers of 6th class and 2nd class at Holy Trinity National School in Feathered. Join us again for the final episode in our casual mini-series when we look into farming in the Golden Fail. As this episode has proven, you can look in a small way at multiple facets in one town and see it in a new light, just the way the students have done, envisioning their hopes for their future in casual and beyond. I think people should take more care of earth and reuse bags and those stuff because that might help with water being clean. Without water, the world would be grey. Water makes plants green. Without water, we wouldn't be alive. This is the only plant we live on and it's our only home, so we should protect the earth. Ecolution is produced by Nikki Cockton for RTE Junior Radio. Uh-huh.